This is Daily Devotions Best Of with Pastor Tim Dodson from JF Believers Church. Subscribe to our podcast by visiting jfbelievers.com. The Gospel of Luke, Chapter 9. Jesus asked his boys what the people were saying. Now, please note that he was not interested in what the kings and the rulers thought of him, nor did he care about the opinion of the church down the street. He was asking what the people thought, those who were lost and seeking, those he was trying to reach. People did not know at this point what was happening. Their response was very much like the opinion uh, of the great masses today. I mean, some said Jesus was a prophet, some a good teacher. But Jesus was and is looking for something more from us, gang. Ultimately, it was not so much about public opinion, the groupthink of that day, but rather what each individual thought. So he asked them the most important question of their lives, the most important question of our lives, and I guess that of all of mankind. For the question is posed to more than just Peter herein. Christ is asking each of us today, who do you say that I am? Now, Peter's answer was based not so much on what he was told, but what he had personally witnessed and experienced. This was gnosko knowledge. Gnosko meaning a knowledge through experience. So Peter, he answered correctly, he says, you are the Messiah, the Son of God. Now, that answer was more than just some sort of mental assent. It was and must be an absolute belief of the soul. For 1 Corinthians 12, 3 says, No man can say that Jesus is the Lord, but by the Holy Ghost. So, ultimately, we answer that question with our lives, not our mouths. Verse 21 of our text says, But he warned them, and commanded them to tell this to no one, saying, The Son of Man must suffer many things and be rejected by the elders, chief priests and scribes, and be killed and the third day raised up. One would naturally question the Lord's directive here. For why would he ask that no one tell anyone this awesome truth? Now, firstly, we need to know that timing is ever so important in all issues of the kingdom. Now, people can reject Christ adamantly, and they can reject him repeatedly up until that moment that the Father has so designated. And secondly, the people may have been looking for a Messiah, but frankly, they were looking for one who would be a king, a liberator on the earthly realm. I guess it was much like it is today, where Man continues to look to religion as a vehicle for experience and a vehicle of material gratification. Unless we grasp just who he is and what he came for, we are apt to attempt to hold on to some sort of pseudo-messiah, one of man's own invention. I mean, we genuinely want to be saved, but usually saved only from discomfort, hardship, and self-discipline. However, at this point, Jesus, he chooses to give them the truth. This is the salvation, he says, that I have come to offer. 
I intend to suffer, he said, be rejected and finally killed. And then I'll return to life again. And by doing all of this, I can pay for all of your debt of sin and the debt of all of mankind. This is the plan. This is my offer of redemption. Then he goes on in verse 23 saying, And he said to all, If anyone desires to come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross, and follow me. Now here is Christ's offer and the opportunity. Oh, not for salvation, because no one becomes a Christian by following Jesus. Salvation has to come through the cross. Redemption, you see, comes by being reborn in Christ. That's, it's a free gift. No, this offer, this call of Jesus, is the call to the road of the disciple. This is the born-again individual that desires to be like Jesus, to live for him and to further his kingdom to be active in the battle for lost souls. Now, firstly, we're told that his offer is to anyone. I think that's important. Anyone who wants, anyone who will, can come to him. Thankfully, the offer is not reserved for just the good people or the chosen Calvinist or any certain class or social stature. It's for anyone. It seems the only prerequisite to this offer is that our heart and our lives desire, desire to come after Jesus. Because you see, if this is us, then we're going to have to deny ourselves. Please note, not deny something, but rather deny ourselves. For ultimately, it's not something that we battle, but ourselves in our natural form. Romans 14.14 says, I know and am persuaded in the Lord Jesus that nothing is unclean of itself except that to him whom considers anything to be unclean, to him it is unclean. Jeremiah 17.9 also comments, the heart is deceitful above all things and it is exceedingly corrupt. Who can know it? Thus we are to pick up our cross and carry it. But what exactly is this cross that Jesus speaks of in this passage? Certainly anyone in Christ's day, um, if they saw someone carrying a cross, they were clearly seen as a dead man walking. It was understood that carrying a cross was evidence that one was now in subjection to and under the government to which he was once in rebellion. To carry our cross is to bear the weight every day of the worldly death. It is to surrender our will, our desire, and our plans to the destiny God has laid out for us. To be reborn is to surrender our sin. To carry our cross is to surrender our lives. And it is a cross that we are to carry daily. It's not something that we carry once and then set down to live in comfort and ease for the rest of our lives. To carry it daily means you'll be weary and broken. And Paul says in 1 Corinthians 15:31, I died daily. 
We do all this to follow him. There are no shortcuts and there are no middle roads. But let us remember, Jesus too carried his cross. Jesus too died in the flesh and he was reborn, the first of many to come. That's one of the promises for us too. Not just in the eternal, but in this life, however, we will experience that rebirth. The life we surrender is given back a hundredfold. Mark 10, 29 through 30 again says, Jesus said, most certainly I tell you, there is no one who has left house or brothers or sisters or father or wife or children or land for my sake and for the sake of the good news, but he will receive 100 times more now in this life. Houses, brothers, sisters, mothers, children, and land with, with persecutions, yes, and in the age to come eternal life. That was our daily devotions by Pastor Tim Dodson. For more information about Tim Dodson and Believers Church, visit jfbelievers.com. Music